Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, November 16th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York Tri-State area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Emma Murphy. And I'm Jay Doherty. And here's What's What near you. New York Congressman George Santos has announced he won't be seeking re-election next year. This comes after a scathing report claiming Santos broke a number of laws. The House Ethics Committee says that Santos intentionally led his campaign committee to submit inaccurate or incomplete reports to the Federal Elections Commission. He also allegedly used campaign funds for personal reasons. The report claims the congressman's financial disclosure statements submitted to the House violated the Ethics in Government Act. Santos continues to maintain his innocence and is calling the report a political smear. This is a developing story. Mayor Adams says New York City's ongoing migrant crisis will lead to major budget cuts. Adams is proposing a 5% cut across all city agencies, even the police and fire departments. The FDNY will likely see a $300 million cut, which would put an end to all after-hours training sessions and overtime spending. Mayor Adams says the expense of housing and aiding migrants is the cause for these budget cuts. And even with the extra money going towards migrant relief, funding for these services is expected to decrease by 20 percent. If the city doesn't receive more aid from the federal government, Adams says similar cuts will need to happen again in the upcoming winter and spring. Thousands of Starbucks employees are on strike, but only for today. This is the second year in a row that Starbucks Workers United has organized a protest on the company's Red Cup Day, a promotion where Starbucks sells reusable holiday cups. But unlike recent union movements, this one likely won't affect the entire company. Last year, many of the stores on strike remained open because management replaced the unionized striking workers with non-union employees and managers. That will likely happen again this year because of how close a lot of Starbucks stores are to each other. The union says even if the unionized stores stay open, the picket lines allow them to get their message out to Starbucks customers. A new report says the e-bike service City Bike is increasingly unreliable, especially in communities of color. That's the finding from a review conducted by the City Comptroller's Office. It says that since Lyft took over the company in 2018, there's been an increase in stations and riders, but maintenance on the City Bikes has gotten worse. And in minority neighborhoods in the Bronx and Brooklyn, bike stations were empty more than 20% of the time this past summer. But Lyft says they're planning to double their e-bike numbers by the end of 2024. And the Department of Transportation says it will try to make this distribution more equitable. The largest ever seizure of U.S. counterfeit goods has resulted in criminal charges. Two individuals are facing charges for trafficking counterfeit handbags, shoes, and other luxury goods valued at over $1 billion. The trafficking allegedly took place at a New York City storage unit and other locations between January and October of this year. Photographs released by prosecutors show shelves stacked with counterfeit wallets, bags, and other goods. If convicted, the two men charged could face up to 10 years in prison. New York City will soon be transformed into a winter wonderland, adorned with breathtaking decorations. And you don't have to wait till December to enjoy the holiday lights. Starting tomorrow, the New York Botanical Garden's glow event begins, and the Bronx Zoo will light up hundreds of wildlife lanterns representing different species of animals. Next week, look out for the tree lightings at Rockefeller Center and Bryant Park in Manhattan, followed by massive tree lightings in Central Park and Washington Park. And 21 years ago today, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was released in American theaters. The film was the first of a total eight movies based on the Harry Potter novels. Fun fact, in some markets, the movie was released as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone.
Over the next few weeks, the WFEV Newsroom is speaking with organizations that promote mental health for teenagers in New York. This week, I talk with the Jed Foundation's Chief Medical Officer, Laura erickson Schroth, about the work the organization is doing to prevent teen suicide by promoting emotional well-being. Can you provide an overview of the Jed Foundation's mission and the specific initiatives related to student mental health that your organization is involved in? So the Jed Foundation is a national nonprofit that protects emotional health and prevents suicide in teens and young adults. Jed was founded by a couple named Phil and Donna Saitow, who lost their son, whose name was Jed, to suicide while he was in college. Jed's comprehensive approach is an evidence-based model that helps schools to assess and strengthen their mental health and suicide prevention programs. Our signature programs, Jed Campus and Jed High School, are in over 520 high schools, colleges, and universities nationwide and reach 16% of the U.S. student population. And we recently entered a partnership with AASA, the Superintendents Association, to bring our comprehensive approach to pre-K to 12 school districts nationwide. How does the Jed Foundation address the mental health needs of students through after-school engagement and mentorship programs? So at Jed, we focus on impact. We make sure our programs work and that we're continuously updating them based on new research. Uh, We have a Jed Campus Impact Report that was published in 2020, which is an evaluation of 56 schools that completed the Jed Campus program from 2014 to 2020 and shows evidence of improvement uh, across programs, policies, and system change indicators that support and protect student mental health. 81% of Jed campuses screen students for depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts at campus health centers. That's up from 59% at the start of Jed campus. Jed offers scholarships every year to one high school and one college student who are doing outstanding work to support their peers' mental health. And that our efforts could involve things like raising community awareness uh, for young adult mental health, reducing stigma, encouraging their peers to reach out for support, or creating a community of care on their own campuses. And the two students are also honored at Jed's annual gala in New York, and they received the Student Voice of Mental Health Award. Are there any specific challenges or trends in this area that you believe are particularly important to address? Yeah, it's important to address the reality of how young people are doing so that we can understand what work needs to be done. The percentage of high schoolers who report feeling persistently sad or hopeless has increased 14 percentage points from 28 to 42% over the last decade. 10% of high school students attempted suicide in the past year. And suicide's the second leading cause of death for young people 10 to 24. Young people are lonely, and there's more attention being paid to youth mental health on a national level. National mental health organizations are coming together to work on youth mental health. The Surgeon General has had a focus on youth mental health and has been making it a national priority. How can WFUV listeners best support the Jed Foundation? If you're a school educator or administrator and you want to bring Jed to your high school, college, or university, you can visit jedfoundation.org to learn more or email us at info at jedfoundation.org. Young people and caregivers can learn more about youth mental health by accessing Jed's Mental Health Resource Center at jedfoundation.org. And we'd love your help supporting Jed through fundraising efforts. We encourage individuals to have DIY fundraisers like movie nights, basketball games, 5K runs, and invite your loved ones to be involved and to donate to Jed. Community fundraisers serve a dual purpose of bringing people together to have conversations about mental health. That was my co-host, Jay Doherty, talking to Laura Erickson-Schroth about the Jed Foundation.
For more information about the organization's work promoting teen mental health, visit JED as in Delta Foundation.org. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Emma Murphy. And I'm Jay Doherty. And that's What's What.